The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. And this is The Hard Shoulder. Kieran Cuddy with you until seven o'clock this morning. I'm sure many of you were listening to the Pat Kenny show this morning. Pat was speaking to the former Chief Medical Officer Tony Holohan about his new memoir, but he asked. Dr. Holohan, about his views on the need for a public COVID inquiry. Take a listen. I know that there is an intention on the part of government to to have an inquiry and to have an investigation for the purpose of trying to establish how we might better learn. And I've no difficulty with looking at, at, at some of these questions about the timing and so on. I know in relation to masks, and I don't want to get into trying to defend the specific issues, but we introduced our mask mandates in this country before there were general recommendations from the WHO. So we were looking at all of these these different things, but it's, it, with, with the benefit of hindsight, for sure we can find things that we could have, yeah. should have, and perhaps will do again in the future. Yeah, that was Tony Holohan, the former Chief Medical Officer, speaking this morning to Pat Kenny um, uh, on publication of his memoir, We Need to Talk. Uh, let's talk now about... Uh, th- that that specific issue about uh, the possibility or the need for some sort of inquiry. Paul Moyna is with me. He's a professor of immunology and director of the Kathleen Lonsdale Institute for Human Health Research at Maynooth. Uh, Paul, it's good to talk to you again. Um, do you think we need some form of, of an inquiry, be that public or private, into our COVID response? I, I think we do. And I think most people would generally agree that we do need a review at this stage, Kieran. So especially in terms of the learnings and Yes, some of those learnings will be with the benefit of hindsight. But I think some will also look back and ask, even equipped with the information that we had at the time, could we have done better or maybe could we have made different decisions? So we certainly need to look back upon this and see and learn from it and see could we have done things differently or or better. Uh, Do you have a preference as to whether it might be public or private? Oh, no, Mali, the the academic was... um, writing in his column at the weekend about the need maybe for a private inquiry, that it would allow people to speak maybe more forthrightly um, and with the benefit of anonymity. Fear among some, I guess, some who were, who, who were centrally involved like Tony Holohan is that any inquiry, despite the best of intentions, turns into a kind of an apportioning of blame. Even if those who are conducting the inquiry don't do so, that, you know, within the kind of the public debate, even in the media, that that's what it turns into. I, I, I can understand that fear, can you? Most people will accept that people who are acting in good faith under very difficult and challenging circumstances. We still need to look back and look to see, because we're, we're looking at some of the consequences, even in terms of some of the decisions that we made around not only directly in relation to COVID, but also in terms of the consequences of some of the decisions that we made. So I think it's only fair to look back and see, you know, the decisions. Could we have done differently? Could we have you know, made different decisions that would have maybe had better outcomes. Uh, stay with us there, uh, Paul. Uh, Michael McNamara is on the line as well. Uh, Michael's an independent TD for Clare. He's the former chair of the Oireachtas COVID-19 committee as well. Michael, you're welcome to the show. Do you think you, we uh, need to have uh, some sort of inquiry, public or private? Well, I mean, I think we definitely need to have an inquiry into deaths in nursing homes um, at the start of, of the COVID pandemic. Um, and there appears to have been a decision made to, to discharge a large numbers of patients out of the acute hospitals, uh, you know, obviously to, to, to make space for what was anticipated to be a, a, a large wave of patients coming in um, and to discharge them. So a lot of uh, patients were discharged from those hospitals into um, nursing homes and um, sort of step-down care facilities like um, community hospitals, um, 
uh, across the country. Um, I think that does need to be looked at, uh, whether that decision holds up now uh, against what was known at the time. I mean, obviously you can't, uh, or what was known or ought to have been known at the time, which wasn't obviously nearly as much as is known now. Uh, you can't judge people's response uh, against what we now know. You have to judge it against um, what was known at the time. But I do think relatives to those patients in particular uh, do deserve, uh, are looking for answers and do deserve mm-hmm. answers. I note that there's a suggestion of a Garda criminal investigation. Uh, it was reported in the media in the past week or so, uh, but obviously um, uh, a Garda prosecution uh, would be looking at a criminal burden of proof and uh, I, I think that needs to be uh, looked at specifically. And a broader issue of a COVID inquiry, I mean, I just don't know where you draw the, the, the line. I mean, uh, because uh, as Professor Moyna and his colleagues would be best to determine what was the most appropriate response from an immuno, uh, from a sort of um, uh, 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 an immunological perspective or a, a, to treat a pandemic if there was to be another one in medical terms but of course lockdowns uh, had repercussions far beyond uh, medical repercussions and indeed beyond the medical system uh, although um, uh, Professor Moyna did acknowledge that you know, it has a very broad repercussions across the, mm. the medical system you, know, you have to look at the education system for example I mean the I, one of the INTO's key demands since COVID is additional um, monies uh, and uh, capacity for um, uh, mental health services for children, they note and report a huge uptick in anxiety among children, partly as a result of the the, the, the pandemic, lockdowns, etc. So we do, you know, it's, I think it's quite difficult to carry out uh, mm. a, an exercise that looks at the broader societal impacts, even economically. I mean, obviously, inflation... Uh, the uptick in inflation goes back to that. In Europe, a large part of inflation is caused by um, uh, by the Ukraine crisis, but in North America, there's also huge in, in inflation, which uh, in North America wasn't particularly impacted by um, uh, the, the war in Ukraine. So the increase in inflation there is attributable largely to, to, to COVID spending. So, I mean, it's very difficult to know where you, you draw the line yeah. if you go beyond, I think, the nursing homes. That's would be my question mark and you know I think a lot of people have their their own minds made up I mean people either think that lockdown saved us from Armageddon or lockdowns were a hysterical and unnecessary response and I'm not really sure that an inquiry is going to change that many minds Uh, but I I, I do think Is it not not the case that the people who think lockdowns were you know utterly unnecessary and those who think it was kind of saved us from Armageddon are actually the kind of the minority who are loudest on places like Twitter, most people are kind of somewhere in between. You know, yes, lockdowns were necessary, but I'm not sure I believe that every restriction at all times was as necessary as government and effort would uh, have let us believe or certainly believe themselves at the time. And there, there's a value in going back and, and working out what did work and what didn't work. Most yeah, people are in that kind of blob in the middle, um, describe uh, Dr. Holland referred specifically to face masks. I mean, I was quite surprised when the uh, requirement to wear face masks in a healthcare setting was was removed um, this year. I mean, I spent, unfortunately, quite a bit of time visiting a close family member in a healthcare setting, and while wearing face masks in supermarkets and on buses, etc., was uh, a a bit of an interference and and of sort of, one would question the utility of it, given that they were in very clean surroundings. I mean, wearing a face mask in a hospital, if you're visiting somebody, is a very small ask. Um, and um, and they are of course have sterile or relatively sterile settings. So I mean, if they do work, um, 
uh, as is claimed, uh, I was um, very surprised to see the requirement to wear them in hospitals uh, removed this year. Maybe that's something that Professor Moyna might have a view on. I, I, I obviously am not equipped to to determine whether they work or not and the benefits of them. But I mean, if they do have benefits, yeah. uh, I, I would have thought retaining them in the hospitals was a relatively small uh, a, a small hindrance. Can I can I ask about your point on nursing homes? And not so much the point you make, because I know there'd be plenty of people who, who would agree that the wrong decisions may have been made around then. But isn't that this gets us to the fear that some would have about any inquiry, isn't it? Sorry, is I didn't that, say, it, just to be clear, that it was the wrong decision. I just said it, it seems the decision was No, made and I said that may have been the wrong decision, is, oh, yeah, in yeah, fairness, yeah. is what some people, you know, listening m- might suggest. But, um, like, that, that an inquiry, it's, you know, we, we, we live in a society where people are terrified, people in, in power and authority are terrified of litigation, amongst other things, and some mm. sort of inquiry that... that, that that does conclude that, yes, actually, this was the wrong decision. They should have done something else. I mean, that, that opens the door to a slew of lawsuits, doesn't it? It does, but equally, I mean, it does appear that, as I say, a criminal, prosecu- or a criminal investigation is, 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 is underway, at least from media reports. And, I mean, I, I think there are civil cases being taken. So, I mean, if, those, if those, one of those civil cases is successful, it'll obviously um, give rise to... to Would that more, translate... Would that translate... Right across the board, then. I mean, you know, if, if if again the same inquiry determines that you know we were slow on masks, or we were too quick, or we were slow on antigen tests, or we were too quick, or we should have done this and we shouldn't have done that, that at yeah, every that step there will be lawyers out there who will be willing to represent people and take those people who made the decisions to court. It's possible, but I mean, uh, I would have thought that firstly the individuals who made the decisions would be indemnified by the state, I would expect, largely. Um, and I mean, people would also have to show a link to a, to a, a particular loss. I mean, in the case of nursing homes, I think it, that could be relatively easily done. I mean, if you lost a loved one as a result of a, a specific decision that was made, I, I think it's quite different to saying, well, um, you know, the, 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 the causal link is much clearer than it would be to sort of seeking to, to mm. sue somebody because the mask mandate was introduced too too uh, too quickly or wasn't introduced quickly enough or if somebody got COVID on a bus. I mean, it's it, there. Yeah. I think different levels of of, of, of cause, causation really, and I, I I I can't see huge slews of litigation of the type that you're uh, suggesting. But I mean, I do think that there will, and I mean. Litigation becomes inevitable if there's no inquiry into what happened in nursing yeah. homes because there are a lot of people um, who want answers. Paul Moyne is still with us. Paul, I mean, even the conversation with Michael, it, it it does give one a sense of how difficult some of this is going to be to tease out. And, and even the challenge in just framing the, the terms of reference and the remit for any sort of inquiry. As Michael said, I mean, there's the, the kind of the, this very strictly medical response, but then, you know, there's people, stakeholders in the education system who will want the response examined there. There are stakeholders in, in business who will want the, the response examined. There are stakeholders in the creative arts industry who will want um, uh, uh, the response examined. I mean, we, the fact is, every single person on the island was impacted. We all want our own our, our own impact uh, investigators. Yeah, and I think, I think, People were impacted to varying levels, Kieran. I think that that's important to say. And so those voices, I think, will be important to listen to. But I think something else very important that should be considered is looking at our level of preparedness. 
Um, now, you could argue, since we haven't really seen anything like this of this scale in our lifetime, that we couldn't be prepared. But even looking at prior to this pandemic, what the WHO were recommending, and for example, they probably recommended before this pandemic that we're very cautious. We're going to lockdowns. Yes, when it, the pandemic did hit, we sort of almost globally, we sort of resorted to lockdowns. So even when we think we are prepared, when we're, when we're exposed to something like this, how do we respond? But looking at the level of preparedness from a public health response perspective, I think we need to look at, you know, where we fit, where we prepare, for example, in terms of testing and tracing, in terms of infection control, the provision of PPE, um, the effectiveness of the vaccination program, which is very positive, but also learning from the positives as well. So I think, look, going forward, and I know a review has been uh, performed specifically in relation to public health, was led by Professor Hugh Brady from Imperial College London, and they're suggesting setting up something like Public Health Ireland, sort of a unit to look into this. And as part of that, I think it's really important to set up some entity or some centre in terms of infectious diseases, mm. because I do worry that we have a very short memory. And while we're going through a pandemic and suffering very uh, deeply, but quickly afterwards, we forget. Uh, so I think we need to learn. We need to have structures in place. And I, I haven't really seen so far in terms of any of those structures being put in place to leave us better prepared if something happens again. Paul Moyna is the head of the Department of Biology and director of the Kathleen Lonsdale Institute for Human Health Research at Maynooth University. And Michael McNamara is an independent TD for Clare and the former chair of the Oireachtas COVID-19 committee. Gentlemen, thank you both very much for joining me. One listener says, as the nurse that worked during COVID, the government decisions made over COVID were good decisions, given the information available at the time. Don't waste valuable time and money to let people rant and rave. We did our absolute best. Somebody else goes further. Tony Holohan is a saint and made the hard calls when no one else was able to handle that pressure. Having another pointless inquiry would be a waste of public resources with the only outcome to undermine public faith in the bodies that need to make the big calls. Modern day witch burning to placate the COVID conspiracy crowd. And Chris says, I don't think this government has learned anything from COVID. Right now, COVID is increasing hugely throughout Europe and we have thousands of fans in France for the rugby. I believe we'll see a huge increase in COVID in the next few weeks and still no autumn rollout of the vaccine for the over 60s. What is the government waiting for? The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.